Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Today we're going to talk about 15 tips to powerfully work from home. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast. We're coming to you from all over California today. The control room is from beautiful downtown Van Nuys. We've got Nick Appel coming to us from San Diego and Brian Reed coming to us from Venice, California. I'm in Topanga, California, and we're all coming together to give you something to think about that hopefully is going to be valuable and a little entertaining as well. Hey, guys, how are you? Greetings, everyone. Hey, guys. I'd still think this is just sick how this works. Here we <laughs> used to just like run into the studio and be there on time and beat the traffic and blah, 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 blah. And now we can sit uh, sit down in different parts of California and put together something that's that's valuable and interesting. It's a good gig if you can get it. I guess, right? And we've all got different uh, backgrounds going on in our Zoom program. I'm not going to tell you what everybody's got going on. Uh, they'll just have to look at the video of this someday, I guess. What are you going to do? <laughs> so I want to talk about powerfully working from home today. And I think that this is going to be a really big deal. We've talked about it the last couple of episodes and talked about different aspects of it. But today I want to focus in on 15 tips to powerfully work from home. I think this trend has been going on for, for quite a quite a long time, actually. I remember about 10 years ago when you needed someone to come out and, and work on the computer, they had to jump into the car and they came running out and they repaired your computer and did whatever needed to be done. Now, most of the time, they just say, well, let me dial into your machine. And heck, they fix it probably nine out of 10 times. It's just amazing how that has changed over the years. And I think that, you know, while this started 10 years ago, coronavirus has really accelerated this trend quite a bit. So check this out. A new report from the Cognizant Center for the Future of Work as reported in the website um, Axios.com says, when considering cutting the costs of renting, heating, and furnishing an office, Working from home could save firms up to $11,000 per worker per year. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. That's a lot lot of cash. That's a lot of coins, especially if you got a lot of employees. Think of that. All of the renting and the heating and the, you know, and, and the insurance, you know, the liability insurance at the office and the space and, and, you know, all the money that you spend on muffins for the break time and coffee and paper towel and all that stuff. It all adds up. So mm, they're thinking about 11000 per worker per, per year. As an employer, I'm digging that. That's pretty cool. But workers, workers, you and me, guys, we stand to save up to $7,000 a year in commuting, child care, and wardrobe costs. Well, I don't know if we have a lot of child care or wardrobe costs. I don't, do you have a wardrobe cost, Nick? Um. 
No, I mean, when I go into the office, it's pretty relaxed unless there's, you know, a client coming in. But besides that, especially with uh, COVID, I, I really haven't gone shopping for clothes recently. Uh, now, do you dress up when you go to the office? Only when a client comes in. Otherwise, it's a shorts and a polo. You know, I got to tell you, when I started law clerking back in the day, the the boss just said, hey, show up in whatever you want. So, you know, hey, a pair of pants, whatever. And I noticed that the clerks that were dressed a little better, their opinions started to carry a little more weight. So I started to wear, you know, a nice dress shirt. Sometimes I'd wear a tie, not the whole coat and the whole deal, dress slacks. So I would look a little bit better. And you know what? I think that the memos that I was writing carried a little more weight. You ever see that, Nick? Well, uh, you know, I think you're a little biased, Dave, first of all. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, no, I I mean, I I do. I do agree with you. But I also agree that if you dress for success, your work is going to be similar. And I, I do think what you what you just said has some merit. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember um, years and years and years ago, a friend of mine who was um, um, a number of years older and extremely successful saw how I was heading off to work. And he says, Dave, you, you, you really need a coach. And he, he handed me a copy of this book called Dress for Success. You guys have read that, right? I haven't. No, I have it, but I haven't actually gone all the way through it because I just hate clothes and shopping well, it's not what you, you know, get up in the morning to do, but you got to do it. You got to do it. And uh, what a great book. It's one of those classic books. It's, it tells you how to dress um, conservatively, how to dress for success in the office, something I highly recommend for any of our, our listeners out there. But we're getting a little bit uh, we're getting a little bit off topic. We're talking about the advantages here of people working at the house. And, uh, you know, we talked about already employers saving money. We talked about employees saving money. Um, I think that offices are going to change. I think that the need for as much space is going to change. um, Businesses aren't going to be renting out as large of space. And I think that the configuration of space is going to change an awful lot. You know, I've been thinking about um, a lot of the um, dot-com places, you know, the tech firms, and they've had these amazing workspaces with, you know, jungle gyms and latte bars and, and all that kind of play and all that kind of stuff. And I think that all of that's going away. One, it's going away because people aren't just going to be able to get together and be in close proximity and, and, you know, wrestle and play games and do the things that they do. But I think that people are going to have more of their own individual space. And when they come in, they're going to want more private space. I don't know. I, I just think that the configuration of space and that those common spaces are, are a thing of the past. You know, I also think that this is going to allow workplaces to become more diverse and inclusive because it no longer matters so much where a person lives or what other things that they're doing during the rest of their day or how much commute they may have to factor into what they do. You can draw upon the best and the most diverse. And I think it's only going to make the workforce better. I think it's, I think it's going to be a hybrid, Dave. Do you? What, what, what's going to be the hybrid? It's going to be, I think those, you know, the tech companies are going to keep their fun stuff because people are still going to want to go and, you know, you want to see your coworkers sometimes. I think the yeah. offices will get smaller and people will rotate 
you'll have workspaces, but you're not going to have an office or, you know, most people won't, maybe upper management will always have an office, Yep. but smaller offices, no, it's just going to be workspace in three days, you're home in two days, you come in and then next week you're in for two days and the other person's off for three days. I think no, it's going to be a rotating. So you keep seeing people. I think you're, I think you're you right know. on. In just a few minutes, we're going to talk about some of the different um, variances in this, in this working at home thing. But I think I said a couple of weeks ago, I know a partner at a very, very large law firm here in Los Angeles. And he was saying that one, he, he, he doubts you'll ever go into the office five days a week again. And two, you know, the office that he did have, which was never very large, even though he was a named partner, but his office, he'll probably share with one of his other partners and they'll, they'll share it three days, two days, or two days, three days, or whatever they do. But to have a big old office sit empty really doesn't make sense anymore. So I think that, you know, things are going to change. Leases are going to change. Configurations are going to change. Sides of office is going to change. And the, and the, the workforce is, is going to change as well. You know, I think cities could potentially change, um, maybe even dramatically. I mean, look, already we're seeing people move out of Los Angeles and, and uh, more importantly, the expensive cities, San Francisco and New York, and people are realizing that they could work really hundreds of miles away and hopefully get the same pay and live in a place where it's much cheaper um, to live. So I think it's going to change the, the cities and the rents that are charged and all the restaurants and all the supporting, you know, things that, that go into going along with that. I know a lot of restaurants, by the way, even donut places, um, long standing donut places, lunches, lunch places in downtown LA that have just closed up. Well, Dave, is, it, is it true that in LA County that indoor restaurants or restaurants that have indoor seating cannot have customers come indoor? You know, I don't know what our current configuration is. I had thought that indoor was going to be allowed here just recently or in the in the near future, but maybe only like 25% of capacity. Yeah, because I know in San Diego County, we've been having uh, indoor seating for quite a while now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we, we got a lot more Coronas going on up here, I guess. Yeah. It was just interesting. I, I heard that the other day from a yeah. family member, and I'm like, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to tell you, you know, uh, uh, you know, chaos theory from um, what was it? Jurassic Park. They were talking about the fact that, you know, life will evolve. Life will survive. And, and I think that relates to business. Business will evolve and, sur and survive. And a lot of the businesses have set up some really nice, cute, pleasant outdoor e eating areas converting their parking lots to really nice little areas. I've, I've eaten in a couple just in the last week and it's a, it's a great new and lovely experience. Now you can't do this all the way across the country because parts of the country are going to start to get pretty cold here soon, but at least on the West coast, my goodness, we're going to have outdoor seating for a long time to come. So things are changing. People are evolving chaos theory business is surviving you know it'll evolve it's crazy in santa monica they've cut out the on-street parking yeah on main street so all the restaurants can put tables on the sidewalk and even into the street they've got cement barriers up between the traffic and the diners yeah but they're just you know they said no more on-street parking we got to 
make as much space as possible. Yeah, actually, I, I just ate in the street or I had a beer during happy hour last week. And it was, it was quite a surreal experience. But, you know, the city needs restaurants to open and restaurants need to make money so they don't, you know, default on, you know, loans or their lease. Hey, yeah, Nick, you. San Diego County is in the substantial slash red tier, according to the California Restaurant Association. So that means limited capacity of 25% or 100 people, whichever is less. Yeah. And LA's the same way, Brian? No, LA, we are widespread purple tier. No <laughs> indoor dining. Oh, there you go. None at there all. All right, so San Diego is doing better than we are. Yeah. And for our listeners, you know, Brian, I can see him. He's, he's sitting at his desk and he's like fact-checking everything that we say. <laughs> no no pressure, it's tw- Dave. <laughs> it's 2020. You have to fact-check everybody. Well, some people, have, yeah, you, some people they don't fact-check, but we should fact-check everybody, right? Um, hey, what what's going on down there in uh, Abbott, Kenny, in Venice? That's like the trendiest street maybe in the you know, all of Los Angeles. And Same thing. Kind of near that. Same thing. It's the tables and outside dining where possible, but there's shops that have closed up too. Yeah. There's major restaurants that are, you know, almost a hundred years old, gone, not going to reopen. That, wow. So I saw a survey that said that uh, they expect fully half of the restaurants to never reopen again. Really? Yeah. In LA. So sad. So sad. Not I mean, restaurants you- were always a dangerous gamble anyway, but now when you think about it this way, I don't want any, I don't want any part of that. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hey, let's get back to the, the reasons that we're talking about that uh, um, maybe this working at home could be good. Um, we talked about cities changing and workplaces becoming more diverse and offices changing and getting smaller and more efficient and, Landlords or workers saving money and, and employers saving money. How about this? Less pollution. I remember when the coronavirus first hit, there was a survey that was out that said that, uh, you know, the pollution in the air was like 17% less than it was before. But I mean, almost by definition, if fewer people are commuting, there's going to be less pollution. Seems logical to me. Yeah. Although if aliens came to the, the earth and checked us out, they go, wow, the air is really great. But what's with all these styrofoam containers in these dumps? <laughs> <laughs> what's with the think, mask? Yeah. What's with these masks, you know? Oh, what do you, by the way, did you see the way, the, um, oh, what's his name? Borat, the new movie's coming out. He's doing the second Borat movie. Yeah, it's actually on Amazon Prime. Is it up already? Uh, it's on the 20, 23rd. It's in the 20s. So like next okay. week or the week after it's coming out, it's supposed to be really funny. And uh, I believe there's a scene in there where there's a a scene with Vice President Pence. And I heard it's to die for. Oh, well, he yeah. I mean, I saw clips of that. He he walked into a Pence thing and and tried well, to don't ruin it, Dave. To, Come on. You know, do, do some I'm not going to tell you what happened. I'm not going to tell you the, the point that I wanted to make was talking about the masks at some point. He, I, I saw a clip where he's he's putting on a mask, but did you see how he wears a mask? How he thinks to wear a mask? Uh, I believe down below somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He he puts it between his leg, and the straps come up in the front and the back. <laughs> 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 only only Borat, huh? 
<laughs> anyway, I think the pollution is going to be a lot less if we can pull this uh, working working at home thing off. So everybody's thinking at home now. They're listening. Our listeners are thinking, you know, why discuss this now? I mean, this has been going on for a while. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, we've been talking about this over the past few podcasts and companies like Twitter and Square announced permanent work from home policies in May, but there's been stuff happening just this week that have brought it to the front and four. For example, Dropbox and Microsoft announced just this week, the second week of October, 2020, that they're putting in place permanent work at home policies. And it turns out there's several different types of working from home policies. Some Microsoft employees, for example, as of several months ago, are going to be allowed to work at home permanently and totally. I don't know. I think that would get pretty boring. And there are surveys out there that show that people really do want to go into work at least part of the time. But there are Microsoft employees that can work at home totally, which kind of gives you this vision of someone working at home, a dude with a long beard, a programmer with his headset on, plugged in. And, and I mean, the poor fella could have died three months ago. We wouldn't know. We would think he's just like working at home doing his, his computer programming. But that's one type of working at home. Other Microsoft employees, by the way, are going to be considered um, hybrid employees. So they'll work at home at some point and they'll, they'll go into the office at some point. And I think this starts to sound really pretty good. Because I think, I, I think that's my favorite because yeah. I, I, I need that interpersonal relationship with people mm -hmm. that, that's just who i am mm -hmm. and at the same time i do think working from home can also be helpful because you set your own schedule so it's not necessarily a nine to five but maybe you work a couple hours here a couple hours there and as long as the work gets done that's what matters right right it's all about production it's all about production and i think you're right think of this if you if you've got half of the people that come in one week and the other half come in the next your need for space is half as much. Right. And people are going to work at home half and, and still have an opportunity to go and, and uh, you know, interact at work. And I think there's going to be a lot of savings. Plus, I mean, plus think of this. We've talked about over the last, uh, what, almost three years on TFWP, that just the crazy, crazy traffic that we have here in LA. And, you know, we, we really don't have that as much anymore. It was such a pleasant city to get around. Brian is making this face. You guys have to see it. He's like, no, Dave, I am not experiencing <laughs> that. You're not I, seeing that, B? I've hit rush hour. Yeah. I think it's still out there. Maybe it's just not as long. Not nearly as bad. Not nearly as, as long. Yeah. I got stuck. Yeah, no, actually... It was once and it was pretty bad, but I don't know if there was an accident or something. Eventually, I just got off the highway. Well, if but, you didn't periodically get stuck in traffic, you'd think you'd lived in Fresno or something. But it's oh, certainly... I have to tell you guys a story later on when we're when we're done about getting stuck in traffic. <laughs> Stuff Ooh, that's not suitable for broadcast. Is, is this an off the record story? Oh, it's very much on the record. It was in the news, but I just hadn't told you that I got caught up in it. So, oh my goodness. Oh, boy. oh my goodness. So, I think that, you know, those are, are some of the things that we're going to see uh, that are 
reasons why it's advantageous to do this. There's all sorts of advantages. And of course, there's disadvantages. We've dealt with those disadvantages for, for years. You know, you can't oversee people. Um, if it's the kind of job where you can't, um, you know, judge a productivity, that's a problem. Um, but I think that the advantages are going to outweigh the disadvantages. I think this is going to be a big thing. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure that there's anything that we can do to stop it. So for our listeners, it seems important to spend some time talking about how to work from home well, how to do it in a powerful way, how to do it better than the next person so that you can be more successful than the next person. And really, isn't that one of the biggest reasons that our listeners listen? Indeed. And Dave, real quick, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but yeah. I, think, I think you make a really good point. And you've been talking about this I whole think so. <laughs> Go ahead. You've been talking about this evolve theory. <laughs> and, and then you just said, you know, whether we like it or not, this is likely the future. And I think what's important for the listeners is that if you can get ahead of the game, which is right now and really lock in and focus of what it's like to work from home, I think you would be a serious asset to whatever future business you work for. Absolutely. Or even potentially coming up with some kind of business that adds to or supports this kind of thing. Right. You know, I find it so interesting when this hit, you had Zoom, which was kind of like the lesser known um, Skype you know, or something. Skype or some of these programs. And then there was also one called Team that was part of the Microsoft suite. And for some reason, Zoom just really caught fire. And everybody, you know, even I call it a Zoom call, a Zoom meeting or, or whatever. But Microsoft got smart and, and they're trying to find a way to get a, a toehold back into this. And they came up with this concept called um, group or meet together or whatever. Teams, isn't it? Is it yeah, teams? Teams. teams? Teams. And it shows everybody sitting in an auditorium and you see everybody not in a box like we're doing here on Zoom, but sitting in a chair, kind of like an auditorium, kind of like the um the side of the uh, um the side of the court on the the nba playoff games right you, you know i had to bring that up go lakers <laughs> sorry sorry brian brian brian's from cleveland and this this really hurts shut up man i hate you <laughs> yeah well, well fortunately the browns are doing you know well this year surprisingly but yeah yeah you gotta love that that makes oh sense. Don't get your hopes up. We'll find a way to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Moving on. Let's talk about 15 tips to excel at, at working from home. Boy, that was a long introduction there, guys, but we were having some fun. Um, tip number one, create a personal morning routine. Wake up early, well ahead of having to get on the computer. Eat a good breakfast to keep your energy up and make yourself look presentable. Don't walk around in your pajamas just because you might get away with it. Shave if you're a guy. Comb your hair, brush your teeth if you're a gal. Put on some, some minimal makeup or whatever it is. But get yourself presentable and have a personal morning routine. I know a lot of people are thinking, well, I can work in my pajamas. And, and you can. You certainly can. But I think that you're going to feel that you're doing better work. You may very well be doing better work. You'd be more powerful during the day. If you put together this, this morning routine and, and brush your teeth and comb your hair. Number Makes two, sense. create a morning business routine. 
So the start of your day, get your machine early, make sure you're, you're up and running when it's time. Um, you know, do what you do when you come into the office in the morning, go over your list of things that you want to get done, schedule out your day. If you're using the scheduling techniques that we've talked about in, in prior podcasts and just really get your head into what the day is going to look like, what you're going to do and, and how you're going to do it. Number three, take scheduled breaks every hour. Get up, walk away from your machine. It's good for your body and it's good for your eyes. And it may not be exactly every hour, but approximately every hour. Get up, turn around, go to the bathroom, get a snack, do whatever you got to do. It's good for your head and it's good for your body. I know a lot of people these days are talking about the fact that, you know, just sitting all day isn't really that good for your body for so many different reasons. You need to get up and and move around and you need to get up and, and do some things. So that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you can, you know, do business all day long by walking along around the block and, 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 you know, trying to burn calories. Um, that doesn't work. Have, you, have either of you guys ever talked to someone who you knew was on a, like a treadmill in their office or something? Actually, it's really funny. I was uh, on like Facebook and other social media mm-hmm. yesterday and a person posted an item from Amazon, which is a desk, but it doubles as a, what's it called? A non-maneuverable bike, like a bike that you see in uh, the gym, mm-hmm. but then it has a, it has a desk right there. So mm-hmm. you can just be pedaling while you work from home. I thought it was a pretty cool concept. Yeah. But you hear the background noise and you wonder what the hell's going on when they're breathing heavy. And I don't know. I've seen uh, something similar, except it wasn't a full bike. It was, essentially pedals that you could put underneath your desk and do a spinning motion. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar to that. Yeah. No, that would work. I mean, I, I've talked with people before who I knew were out like on a hike and it was very distracting when they would start to go uphill and you start to hear them pant. And it's like, well, are you paying attention? Now, fortunately (laughs) these are just social calls, but in a, in a business setting, I think that would be, Brutal. I've that even would be too of, much. Yeah. I've even thought about what if you're in a meeting, like a Zoom meeting, you know, you could, in theory, you could put a, a background behind you and you could be out walking around the block. You could do whatever. I just don't know if you could pull it off. I don't know that you'd be that effective in a, in a business meeting, but hey, for a personal meeting or a personal call, I, I guess. But, but also, you know, there's, there's another fad, which is uh, it's like a stand-up desk. And so now companies, they have, it's a maneuverable um, little desk so you can like stand up and work if you want sitting down. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, we probably don't realize how much we sit throughout the day if we're at a desk, right? And, uh, you know, just to get up every half hour for like 10 minutes, I think is very useful for your body. I think yeah. the standing desk is going to become the new norm in time. Yeah. Everybody that I know has them and loves them and swears by them. Right. I've, I've heard people say, well, you really don't realize how much you sit unless you're a butt saying really that joke. <laughs> sorry boom boom, boom. really now, wow i gotta tell you when we were back at the berkshire thing um now about 18 months ago uh one of the businesses that um, um, berkshire owns is a um you know like a furniture store and one of the the big things that they were pitching were these stand-up desks and the really cool thing is you can you can buy them so they're low and you can sit but they rise up when you want to stand and it's, right. 
it's done electronically with the digital keypad. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Very nice. Very nice. All right. All right. How about um, take a lunch? Talking about scheduled breaks. Take a lunch, even if it's only 20, 30 minutes. You know, a lot of people don't like to take a whole, uh, uh, you know, an hour. So walk away from the machine, walk, break your routine, you know, watch a video, do something, but um, walk away from the machine, break up the, the monotony of the sit. Number four, protect your time. And this is really a big deal. You know, a few weeks back, we talked about the job expanding to the available time to do it. You guys remember what that law was called? I do not. Parkinson's. Parkinson's or Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, create a hard stop each day. Don't just keep working and working and working. Make sure your employer knows this, that you're going to stop working at this time. Plan to be done at a certain time so that you end at a certain time and then walk away and then walk away. This time is yours. Don't let your employer take your, your newfound time. This is your time. So you need to protect your time. Set that time out every day. Do it. And then when you've done your work, when you've made your contribution, walk away. I mean, ideally, wouldn't it be great if you had a home machine and a work machine and a home phone and a work phone and you could just turn everything off and, and they wouldn't be able to get a hold of you anymore. That's not going to happen. But conceptually conceptually that's kind of a, a nice thing anyway well we've got what 10 more of these that we want to talk about but we're running out of time i say we do this uh, some more next week what do you guys think let's Sounds keep good. it rolling yeah yeah i mean this is interesting stuff and i think it's important stuff for our listeners you know some episodes back we did how to zoom and i thought that you know how to zoom better and I thought that that was a particularly important episode. And I think that this is going to be particularly um, important and salient as this continues to evolve. So what we're going to do is cut it off this week at this point. And those of you that are listening can come back next week. And we will continue to talk about how to powerfully work at home. That's going to be about it, too. Hey, Nick, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Dave. And Brian, as always, a pleasure. Thanks, guys. See you next week. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.